You're listening to the New World To Go podcast with your hosts, Redbird and BDLG. Hello and welcome to another episode of New World To Go. I am your host, Redbird, and with me is BDLG. Forty massive Yo. news on the New World front this week. Yeah, man. Some pretty big news, dude. It's exciting times. We're going to break it all down for you guys in this episode. But first, guys, if you're interested in New World, you should be checking out New World fans. I mean, come on. What are you guys doing? Uh, it's a website chock full of New World uh, content. Obviously, a lot of the stuff on there is pending from the, the preview event. Uh, so all, all the new information is, will be added once the NDA drops. Uh, that's an important thing we like to note to you guys. Also, our YouTube channel. Uh, for you podcast listeners, don't forget to go over to the YouTube channel and check out the VODs and other New World content. And if you're a YouTube viewer, just go over to uh, Apple iTunes and just give us a five-star rating for fun. You know what I mean? It'll be fun, right, Bordy? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's yeah, it's fun. always a good time, dude. Yeah, it'll be yeah. great. So uh, now that we have uh, housekeeping out of the way, boys, we got tons of stuff, tons of stuff to talk about. Uh, but first, we're going we're gonna to do bad news first, good news last okay Bordy. i think that's most people uh as approach to receiving good news bad news right yeah i think so so bad news new world is delayed again <laughs> for the third time uh now now a lot of people speculated and honestly uh steam even had so on their new world page that the game would be out in may 2021 or late uh spring or whatever they initially said first right mm-hmm. so uh, bad news. Uh, the game isn't coming out until August. Now, it's not that much of a delay compared to the the lengthy one we've been managing thus far. I think it, what, was it like nine or ten months delay? Uh, the one... Yeah. Yeah, so it was supposed to come out in August last year. It got delayed until I don't know, what they say, November? And then eventually, or, or October, November, and then, then that got delayed until what was supposed to be May, and now it's August. So, uh, what's cool about that is they finally gave us beta dates. So, uh, beta is now going to be in July, so you'll, a month before release. Uh, and so that's cool. Now, and now one of the things that you should know if you are a, a person that would be interested in uh, being in the beta or, or um, you know, uh, participating in the beta, it is a closed beta. So not everybody gets to try it, like the preview event. And how do you try it, Bordy? Well, you pre-order the game, bro. You pre-order the game, finally. Us pre-order people get some reward, and that is we get to play in the beta. Now, if you want to play in the beta, you have to pre-order the game, too. Uh, I think the game was, isn't it $40 on Steam? Yeah. And then $50 if you want the map. Yep, yep, yep. Which yep, I still have yep. in my cart, I think. I don't how many know times how that can works. I say, yep. $39.99 and then $49.99, I do believe, were the, were the prices. Yeah, so if you want it, it is a kind of a buy-in beta, but I guess you're getting the full game. So if you're interested in the game, why wouldn't you pre-order, dude? Why? Why not? I guess a lot of people are against pre-ordering. So um, just if you want to play the beta, pre-order. If you don't, then don't. Uh, wait till release. And release will be, Bordy, August... 31st, bro. 31st, the last day of August possible. It's like it's like the the gimmick or the thing in the like the store where they mark something four ninety nine. It's basically five dollars, but it's you know it, it sounds good. It sounds better if it's four ninety nine. 
So instead of September, yeah, it's August 31st, the last yeah. day. Uh, but yeah, yo. because everybody always says, oh, it's only that thing's only four bucks, you know, and now everybody's saying, oh, well, the game releases in August. Yeah. Now the game's yeah. in August, yeah. man. It's just not, August. Not yeah. too far away. Six months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It turns out. Kudos. Yeah. Kudos to the team for that one. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, well, I'm not going to complain. Uh, we got a release date <laughs> finally. And it we do a lot of work uh, around New World. Obviously, the podcast, the website, our YouTube channel. Uh, so it's good to finally have a date where we can start, you know, our anxiety and, and uh, you know uh frantic uh rush to get everything updated for so now we at least have a date yeah, yeah uh, i'm so excited sweet. to have a date man even though it's delayed dude having a concrete date is awesome and, I, and there has been some people that have been criticizing us over on youtube saying you know you guys don't know that that's a concrete date yet like <laughs> uh you know because they've delayed it so many times or whatever well we do we we do know uh, that this is the first time they have they have been this confident about a date, right? Like they've come out on Discord and said mm-hmm. a couple of times that they don't think this is gonna this is gonna change at all. This is pretty much a date that is set in stone. So I I, th- I do feel really confident and really good that we're gonna get the game on the thirty first of August. Man. Uh, I do too. And uh, to your defense, we have people on YouTube that think somehow we're related to the directly to the development of the game. They ask us <laughs> to make changes. We are not. Like, yeah, yeah, we are not. Yeah, please stop. Don't add this weapon. It's going to kill the game. It's like we literally have no control over that. So, you know. Uh, we just talk about it. We man. just talk like, about like the game. We, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, we, yeah, we have, yeah. We actually have less control than our YouTube listeners, probably, because, you know, uh, you know, they know, they have a lot, they know a lot more than we do. I know that uh, most of them do. Uh, so <laughs> we, uh, uh, so, okay. So now that that's all the way, let's get to the meat and potatoes of the update. I think that they did the delay announcement pretty gracefully. Uh, you know, obviously Scott Lane has done a few of them already. Uh, but he was very confident in this one. He didn't miss a beat. He's like, Hey, the new, the game's delayed. It's going to be August 31st. Now here's the cool stuff. Bordy, they yeah. announced two or three massive uh, announcements um, to New World uh, that that these features are going to be in before launch. That's the important part, right? They're going to get these things done. And the first thing that they announced, Bordy, is Ebon Scale Reach. Now, yeah, uh, we already have, saw Reekwater. We uh, had the opportunity to cover that event. Uh, so now, dude, uh, we're getting another new zone, Ebon Scale Reach, and and dude, it is uh, Eastern inspired, and it is awesome to see. the The, the screenshots are dope. Let's I'll, you you talk, and I'll get the screenshots up for our for our people. Yeah, dude. So Ebon Scale Reach is like set in a mountain area on kind of the side of a mountain, uh, Asian themed area, which looks incredible. I think it, this is the first time we've seen anything quite like this in New World. So that that's what is exciting to me is that this is completely different than anything else, any structure we've seen in New World so far. This is going to be completely different. A lot of the a lot of the uh, settlements. Uh, do kind of have the same feeling and vibe, although they have re- reworked them, like they mentioned in uh, a patch notes a month or two ago, where they reworked all the settlements to have different visuals now. But so that's good. So now maybe they'll all be a little bit different. But this one in particular is so much different, dude. And that's it's it's exciting, man. It's exciting to see other cultures and other inspirations come into the game finally, like we've thought was going to happen for a really long time. Yes, I agree. And, 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 you know, to your point, 
uh, Eternum seems to be this this place of like the sort of like the Bermuda Triangle or some long lost uh, artifact that people have been trying to find, and and it makes sense for all these different cultures to have been searching for it, uh, for the lore of Eternum to reach all uh, you know uh, throughout the entire world. Uh, not just uh, Europe, which, uh, you know, a lot of the um, architecture is inspired for, like, colonialism and, and stuff like that. So, uh, dude, it, it is awesome to see these massive structures and temples, uh, the storyline in which they kind of had, had kind of placed behind um, uh, this zone as well is, is very interesting. Uh, you know, and, and this is unique, or this is a cool thing, because Reekwater had the same thing with the Siren Queen, uh, you know, they're like building up the, uh, lore of these zones now, which is really cool, uh, to kind of, you know, see them not just design like another zone or another settlement that, that needs to be warred after, but there was also another war going, uh, on in this, uh, particular, uh, two in-game zones, uh, that, that, um, involve like, a uh, NPC or a lore character as well. Yeah, which is awesome, man. This is what they wrote on the website. It says, filled with lush wetlands and towering cliffs, Evanscale Reach is a new in-game zone in Eternum. So this is to your point here. An exiled empress is building a corrupted fleet uh, that... Hold on. Let me read it. An exiled empress is building a corrupted fleet there that could threaten the entire world. There we go. So that's crazy, man. So an exiled empress is, is apparently building a corrupted fleet here in Evanscale that could threaten the entire uh, world of Eternum, which is dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe, dude, maybe is that Empress Annabelle or is what, what I just forgot her name. Isabella. Isabella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be her, dude. It could be her, dude. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe because we haven't seen anything else from her since the trailer. So maybe so. Maybe this is their way of working her in there. That would be dope. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to find out more. Uh, and, and it seems like they're very... Con- you know, they mentioned things. I think we mentioned on the podcast before. Uh, they're not afraid to add zones to a tournament. A tournament is this mysterious place that, you know, can form and shape. And and you know, I think their approach to just adding more zones to this current island, I think, is great. It's fine with me. You know what I mean? Uh, the more, the merrier. Uh, of course, as long as the the servers and player population on the servers uh, match up to that. Uh, which is yeah absolutely i think with what do you think about on launch though now man do you think after the so the preview we had what we had and then after the preview we received reek water obviously and now we're gonna have ebon skill is that enough for launch is the map now complete enough uh for a launch uh product so yes i think so and here's why i'm a firm believer and i know i you feel the same way too that this type of, you know, the way that we're seeing this, um, you know, um, stream of content and updates and and new features and everything, I don't think that's stopping after launch. I truly believe that they're going to continue to add to this game and work, you know, have an active living game. Uh, So, uh, you know, I think it's fine with launch because I I see them adding a lot of features post-launch like new zones and, and, and new activities as well. Yeah, I would agree with that too. I think that it's fine after that. I, I would I would much rather see them now shift their focus into fine-tuning uh, the other stuff that we're about to talk about and then maybe even adding maybe something else in there too for some mid-to-end game content. PvP versus, arenas. 
Yeah, that would be dope. Versus <laughs> versus zones. I think mm-hmm. I think on launch, I think the map is now big enough to support a launch, and then maybe later on with an expansion, add something else. Because two new zones, man, that's dope, dude. And the map was already not; it wasn't small. It's not a, an incredibly large map. It doesn't take a long time from one to run from one into the other necessarily. But it's, I, in my opinion, I think it's big enough, right? I think it's yeah, big enough I to agree. launch with 100%. the map they have. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. the fact they don't mounts and, and ways to like you know. Um, traverse the the map in a quick fashion i think really helps the feel of the map and, and i do agree with you yeah. that, that the current size at plus a zone because we haven't really seen evan scale reach right. yet but but i think it's going to be good enough for launch for sure um here is a big thing Bordy, uh something we talk a lot about they are adding expeditions to the game or dungeons Ooh. or whatever you want to call it five-man experiences pve that require people to uh coordinate uh, their attack and, and approach on to complete. So I'm excited, dude. We finally, I think uh, most people knew that they were shooting towards something like this and it's finally, see, it's official, dude, and it's going to be in before launch, which is even more encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. This is the mid to end game, uh, mid to late game content that we've been wanting, I hope. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't specify in here what the level is just yet. So I don't know what levels will be able to run these. I'm hoping that we can start running them early and run them as an alternative way to level up and to get gear as we progress through. Like we've talked about this multiple times on the podcast. And and now they're finally here, man. They're calling them expeditions, five player instanced adventures. Dude, I'm in. It, it, it's dope, dude. It fits. It fits now. It fits the game now. This is the direction they were headed that we all thought this was happening and then it's confirmed it's happening expeditions dude absolutely you know uh the game definitely needed and we said this a lot that after the preview event the game definitely needed some other form of activity or or way to not only uh help level or to keep players interested but dude to progress the story of new world and help fill out the lore and and they that was another big point that they mentioned why they were um you know uh high noting or keynoting expeditions was that uh it's gonna they're gonna use these to help uh tell the story of Eternum, which is exciting man absolutely man i can't wait to dive into yeah and what better way to do it than running through uh running through content like this i i I like that a lot i like the mixture so now we'll have the lore pages that we can find out in the open world and then you come down into the dungeon for an extension of the story it's good man i like that i like that format yes sir yes sir and and, you know we don't know how many expeditions are going to be added uh before launch um so we'll see uh, uh you know i guess it's uh, to be determined but this is an another way uh, for them to add content pretty easily uh as uh you know the game goes live and it becomes a, a live client you know throwing out an expedition every couple months is a pretty good way to keep people engaged i think because they're everybody's going to log back in to try out the new expedition i think if they're good yeah which uh you know obviously we all hope that they are yeah i think so do you think we'll get a group finder in the game, this doesn't mention anything about a group finder in here, but we, you know, do you think that we'll get something like that? And and okay, so let me ask you this: Do you think we'll get it? And do would you want that in the game? Yeah. So this is very challenging uh, conversation because I know there's like a pretty mixed, uh, you know, a mixed opinion on on group finders and and the effect on the feel of an MMO. I think there are ways to do them correctly to where they don't, you know, impair the MMO feel, uh, where you kind of just find a group that way, you know, posting a ledger on the town board or, you know, they can make, they can do a creative way that helps find the people, uh, to do the dungeon. Now I think we still want 
Uh, I would still want uh, players to have to run to the dungeon, you know, not just teleport into the dungeon, which I think a lot of other games do. You know, you kind of get in the queue, and then when you, when the queue is filled, then you just automatically everybody teleports to the entrance of the dungeon. I would still like to see the fact that you would have to run there if they do implement uh, some sort of group finder. But uh, I think it can be fine without it. I, I don't know. We'll see. Because if things get clunky and it gets to be troublesome to find a group, uh, to you know, because it's a five-player group, uh, then I think people will be requesting the Dungeon Finder, right? Because that's that's the main f uh, function of a Dungeon Finder is to help people who have trouble finding uh, people to complete activities with uh, to help them uh, find a group. And, and, you know, here's the thing. It's already in the game. The Sieges have yeah. Group Finder. The... the um, invasions have group finder uh so we'll see man we'll see if they execute it with the expeditions as well what do you mean the the sieges in the expedition? so like you sign up on the board anything? like you, you go to the board and sign up for the siege and then uh, you know basically that yeah that's how you put okay the group okay together. okay i so see that, what you mean so yeah, then for like an expedition it'd be something similar you'd go into like the town that the like so like if there's multiple expeditions in one in one uh area on the map say in in uh in everfall it's a popular area so there's like four expeditions there you would go into everfall settlement and then go to the out the, the board and sign up for an expedition on the board right exactly so you'd have to run to like say for instance, uh, it's in Everfall, like the the expedition that you want to run. You have to go to Everfall and then go to the board and then, yeah, sign up for, like, you know, I want to be a healer in the expedition or I want to be a tank or whatever. Yeah. And then that way, I mean, like, you know, I think there's a way to, like, that kind of keeps the feel of the world, uh, but also helps people find a way to complete the expedition. Because that, that is also, like, kind of a, a feel-bad thing. Like, if you want to do the expedition but you can't get a group together... Uh, you know, yeah. that sucks too. So, uh, yeah, I think that's the best way to do it if they do do it. Um, but yeah, I kind of, yeah, I would have to agree. I, I don't, I don't really, for whatever reason, it, it takes away from the experience to me whenever, whenever you're just in town and then you automatically get ported into the dungeon with right, your group exactly. and you never even see one another ahead of time or whatever. I don't know, man. I kind of like the feeling of, of running out there too. And, and it is a little inconvenient, I guess. But it doesn't take a long time to run through the zones in New World, though. I mean, I think from one zone, I don't know of any one zone that it takes more than 10 minutes to run from one end to the other. Uh, or at least, you know, in the preview event, it didn't seem to. You know what I mean? So I don't think right. it's that big of an inconvenience. And it keeps the world lively. You know, you see people running around. It makes it feel more like an MMO versus everybody, everybody clumped up in town. And then you use the dungeon finder you just get ported over there. I don't know. It just takes away from the feel. It is obviously very convenient to have that happen, but uh, I, I'm I'm with you in that in that regard, man. I would rather have to run over there. Well, I just, it's just more. I don't know, man. It's just something about about that experience that you miss whenever you don't, whenever you just get teleported over there. Yeah, well, and and I think you know, here's the problem with not having like like what we're mentioning, which is basically I think a very clean way to execute it, which is you know just go to the town, sign up on the board, and then and then you know you find a group, and then you have to run to the dungeon, you have to run to the entrance because right now they're doing a great job, I think, uh, with limiting fast travel uh, just to the from settlement to settlement. You can't you know ping around like wave mm -hmm. shrines or whatever you know might be or, or camps or whatever. 
so then you'd still have to go on foot to to the actual entrance of the expedition. But see, the other alternative is to use global chat or like some sort of group finder channel in game. And and if you've guys anybody who's played an MMO, the literal uh, troll underneath the bridge is local uh, chat or or <laughs> or global chat. You don't yeah. want to really participate in global chat all the time, especially when you're trying to find a uh, you know find a group because you're going to get a lot of yeah. people that are are not going to help you find a group. But they're going to help you understand the fact that the government's trying to control us all with fluoride in the water, uh, or something <laughs> along the nature of that. So, yeah. Uh, so, so okay. So, I have a couple more questions here before we move on from expeditions, sure. and I think sure. these are pretty valid thoughts here. So, what about grouping up with other faction members, and how is that going to work for an expedition? Can you only can syndicate only group a syndicate to go run an expedition? Can a syndicate member group with a marauder and a covenant to run it? Like, how is that going to work out in game? You think? Sure, I, I would assume it. It's dependent on if you're flagged or not because I, I know a lot of the times uh you know i've during the preview event ran portals with people of, of a different faction but uh, and you could group with them yeah and you could party you can with, group them. with them and party yeah. with them but if you're flagged it won't allow you to do that yeah um, just like i mean if i'm flagged and and one of my syndicate brothers is not i can't group with them either so it's kind of you know i think it's dependent yeah. upon flagging just like everything else but i would assume you could probably run an expedition with the other faction for sure should you be able to yeah i think like, so. i mean like yeah i mean i think so now with the way it is but it's just kind of odd to me the whole faction thing man i just i can't wait to see what they do with it because they say they have some big reworks but this is another example of how the faction system just does, i don't know man it's just a we it's a weird thing to me you're supposed to be enemies i don't know i don't, well, I don't know here, that i like you, you know foreshadowing our next point dude i think they may have already announced what they're going to do potentially with the faction system uh and the territory maybe so maybe so. okay so. so before we move on though okay. i have one last one last point about expeditions sure. and that is that is team comp for the five players man what do you think we're gonna have a uh, uh, one healer one tank three three dps essentially absolutely um you yeah. know you think that's what it'll be? You don't think there'll be like maybe a, a use for an off tank or two healers or something like uh, that? Not, it's going to be interesting with five players. Yeah, I would say not in a five-man group. Uh, you know, what's interesting, here's the thing, you know, that kind of, I guess, remains to be seen. Now, they've already went to the effort to kind of improve healing and, uh, um, you know, aggressive management, aggro management. Uh, with tanks and, and and making them more beefy with the with the uh, tower shield and everything like that, so I would assume you're going to need a tank and a healer to do well in these uh, particular dungeons. But you know, one of the games that that completely stepped away from that holy trinity and was successful was Guild Wars Two. You basically all players are, are responsible for uh, the support or healing, uh, uh, you know, of each other. Uh, and, and th it works out that way too. Uh, so who knows, man, I would assume though, because of the changes they've made recently that they intend to have a tank and a healer in each dungeon group and then three DPS players. Yeah, maybe so. I just find it interesting with five players, you know, like it, with four, it's a little bit more cut and dry, I think, you know, one healer, one tank, uh, you know, two DPS or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, with five, it's just a little bit odd, you know, so we'll see. I guess we'll see how the dungeons play out to see what the group comps will be. But I would agree. It'd probably one healer, one tank, three DPS would be my guess. But yeah, for anyway, sure. Just kind of an interesting well, I mean, thought. not for sure. We don't really know. But I would yeah. that, that would be my assumption. 
for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um. So, uh, you, any more questions, Bordy? About expeditions. No. no <laughs> All right. So here, here's the thing that we were kind of talking about before about uh, you know, uh, management of territory control and the battle between the factions. We have Outpost Rush now. Outpost Rush is a new PvP feature, something that I was extremely excited to see because it, it proves that they're not completely stepping away from PvP. Uh, dude, this this game mode looks extremely unique and extremely awesome. Yes, it does, man. I'm excited for it, dude. 20v20. Um, it, it looks almost like a, a MOBA slash... I don't know, man. It's hard to tell what it looks like, but there's there's a lot going on in these things, and you can. It's very obvious that it's not just PvP happening. There's like building up of the outposts that you have to do. It appears that there may be some gathering of resources that you have to do. There's all kinds of things going on within this game mode that look. It looks like it's going to be a ton of fun, man. Yeah, I. It's still a mystery to me. We watched. We looked through a bunch of screenshots yeah. on one of our YouTube videos and. Saw a bunch of crazy stuff. They were like summoning stones and like uh, there were corrupted portals and there's corrupted forts and, mm-hmm. and there's like this corrupted like uh, ogre running around beating on doors. It it's, looks intense, dude. Gigantic animals, wolves and bears running around. Like we'll see, dude. I, I would love for it to be some sort of MOBA type thing, but there are three factions uh, that are battling in these uh, or no 20 v 20. So it's just two. Uh, factions, but there's three different uh, fortresses which you have to control. So we think at this point, as we look through the the screenshots and stuff, it's going to be sort of a control uh, or a, like a zone control type feel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. And a couple of things that I'm hoping happen with this mode for sure. Number one, I hope that this is tied to the undermining of the faction system somehow, and it's yes. not just some mode you get in there and run just to be doing it for rewards or whatever. I hope that it's tied to the overall gameplay loop in some manner. The other thing that I hope is that I hope these are not time-gated activities. That's one of my biggest qualms with New World and with any game that does sieges. I think ESO is probably the best example of one that does this very well, is that you can jump into Cyrodiil and it's a lattice system. You can go in there and you can participate in these large-scale battles immediately. You don't have to be online at 7.30 p.m. on a Friday night to participate in the, in the event. So what if my kid has a basketball game that night? I can't go or I can't I can't play in the siege like that. To me, a large part of the game that you can't do at that point. Yeah, it's a large part of the game you can't do. And to me, it it really sucks, man. And that, that is my biggest criticism of New World at this point is that that whole mechanic right there flat out sucks, dude. I hate it. I hate it in any MMO. And I don't think I'm the only person that does. I think there's a large group of people that do because, dude, we can't know life the game, man. Uh, you know, you have to be on at a very specific time. And oftentimes when those sieges happen, especially during the preview event, I, I didn't I couldn't make them. I think I made one and I had to like I had to like adjust my entire schedule to come participate in it. And it was a big hassle. It's like, dude, that's not what I want in a gameplay. I want to be able to sit down at my computer and be able to play the parts of the game that I want to play and enjoy and i think that's going to be very off-putting to a lot of people is that time-gated content and so i hope that this 20 v 20 battle is not time-gated and it's something we can do all the time if this is something that is time-gated that you have to be on at like two o'clock in the afternoon to do or something dude that's awful and i hope that they uh, don't do that i hope they realize that and, and adjust it those are my two biggest two biggest hopes for this mode man it looks incredible everything we've seen looks amazing Please tie it to this faction system, and please, for the love of God, do not make it time-gated. Let me participate in this when I want to participate in it. 
I agree. And, and here's yeah. the thing. over. Yo, I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. We know you're old, man. It's it, No one's holding that against yeah. you, for sure. Uh, so, dude, uh, here's the thing, dude. Uh, this, to me, outpost rush, uh, you know, kind of hopefully kind of lent itself towards maybe them adding smaller outposts to the zones, like you had mentioned. Uh, so, you know, it'll be, it'll be, it's interesting to discuss what this looks like, right? If it is, if, if it is part of the territory control, uh, scheme, uh, how, right? So how would they execute this in a way that, that allows you to influence the control of the territory using these outposts, um, through yeah, a, a mini game like PVP? Because like you said, we don't want it to be time gated, but if it's a big part of the, the overall like war, uh, then, you know, how does that work? What does that look like? Is it the same kind of situation as like we, we insisted the expedition should be where you just kind of go to that town and sign up. There's maybe three outposts in the, uh, current zone and you just sign up for whatever outpost rush you want to do at that time. Or because then maybe like there's one every hour. Uh, who knows, man? I don't know how that would work out. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to work, but it's also, you know, if it's 20 v 20, I would assume these are instanced type of situations, right? Like, I mean, mm -hmm. if it's 20 v 20, it has to be some kind of oh, controlled instance type of situation. So, mm -hmm. so I don't know. I don't know how they would tie it to the, to the faction, faction system. The only thing I can think of may, maybe would be that if you own the, if your if your faction owns the owns the territory there mm -hmm. then then you always participate or what are you can always you always have the opportunity to participate and then if you are trying to undermine the territory then you would get a team of 20 together and go try to run an outpost rush and beat them to undermine the territory a little bit or something. Sure. I, I don't know. I don't know, but even that gets real complicated, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. And, and we don't have a lot of information to go on. We have no idea how these things are going to play out or, you know, what the purpose is really. But I just, it just seems a little bit empty to me. If you just sign up for outpost rush and you're just doing the 20 V 20 battle, like, Dude, I'll be playing it all the time, regardless, because it's, it looks really fun, and I'm all I'm all in on some PvP activities. Uh, but but it's going to be a little off putting if it doesn't really amount to anything, and all I do is get in there and run it for fun over and over and over. You know, or, what I mean? like, or maybe you know? like you said, you can't do it all the time because you know. Yeah, exactly. Because if I can't do it all the time, then that's the two biggest PvP activities of the game that you can't do all the time. And in my opinion, that is an enormous misstep for the game. And I think that I think that that would be very a very poor decision on their part because the PvP community already wants a lot of PvP right like and I, i'm one of those people i want to be able to pvp a lot mm -hmm. when the preview event the only pvp to speak of except for the one siege i got to participate in was open world pvp which is a flagging thing again and so you have to kind of get lucky enough to come up on somebody else that's flagged and they actually want to fight because in new world a lot of times the preview event people would just run they'd flag up for the extra xp and then they would just run <laughs> yeah because uh, they're trying to complete their which happened their to be quest, pretty easy with uh the light stuff or <laughs> being it was, able to blink away yeah, yeah. yeah. At that particular time, it was yeah. So so you know, it was hard to find consistent PvP. Is my is my point right? Like that, I wanted consistent PvP. I didn't get it during the preview event. I, the times I got it, it was amazing and left me wanting more. I wanted to do it more and more because it was mm -hmm. so freaking fun. But the problem is, you couldn't get it enough. 
And if this is time gated too, man, I'm going to be bummed out, bro. I'm going to be really, really bummed out if this is something you can only do at a set time, once a day, twice a day, whatever, because I won't be able to do it. I, can, I, I won't be able to do it, man. My time, my time of play is very odd. I don't get to get on during prime time. My kids are awake. I'm spending time with my family. Uh, we're eating dinner. You know, I'm, I'm playing board games with my kids, helping them with homework, going to basketball practice, whatever. Mm-hmm. I get on at nine o'clock at night. And I play from 9 p.m. until about 1 o'clock a.m. And that's my time. And during the preview, there were no sieges happening during that time. So that that's what sucks. I hope they can figure that part out, man. It's my biggest qualm, my biggest issue with the game. And I hope they fix it because I it really does suck. Yeah, and it's challenging, too, I think, to stagger those in a manner that kind of helps everybody. That who You know, whether you're a night shifter and you only get to play from, like, you know, 1 in the morning to, like, 3 or 4 or 5 in the morning. Yeah. It is, uh, it's sure. very challenging to make a video game tied to these uh, time, you know, like you said, they're time gated in a way uh, to where you have to be on the game at a certain time. It's very challenging to make those activities work for everybody. And that's the problem. You, you, we don't like, you know, if I only have the ability to play new world between the hours of like eight thirty to 9 PM to 12 to 1 AM, every night uh and there are no of of certain activities well then i'm buying a different game than somebody else really because i'm not getting to participate in sieges or invasions or outpost rush if this is the tied way that you know that way too and then and then that is a big factor when when someone's like you know especially mmo players you're, you're basically you're doing well to play one game at a high level or spend your time in one game right you know and so if that one game doesn't have the features you want, then the likelihood of you sticking around aren't very good because you're just going to go to a Final Fantasy 14 or a WoW or an ESO that has those those particular uh, events that you want to play available all the time, not just in certain hours of the day. Yeah, and I would agree, and that's the biggest uh, biggest concern I think, uh, in my opinion, right now. And I and I hope that Outpost Rush is kind of a, a a solution to that. And if this this is something we can do all the time, then that would probably satisfy the the need for the people that can't participate in the sieges. You know, at least you can yeah. go to Outpost Rush whenever you want. Uh, so we'll see, man. It's going to be a huge bummer if that is time gated. So, but I guess we'll see. We don't know. We don't know a lot about it yet. So. Hopefully it's something we right. can run all the time. Maybe we can just queue up for it. Maybe we can, I don't know. I, I will see. Here's here's my pr- prediction. Are you ready? I like to make these because yeah. I can either be extremely wrong and then everybody can make fun of me or <laughs> I am right and then I get to brag and then no one cares and they still make fun of me because, you know, that's just the internet in general. Uh, so, dude, I think that it's that is an instance 20v20. I think that it is not time-gated. I think you can just basically the first 20 people that sign up uh, kind of get chucked in there. I don't think it's faction-related uh, even. like I think it's just two factions. You know, whatever fa- two factions get 20 people first, go. Um, so it's not like, you know, maybe particularly like if you're controlling the zone, you have to be part of the outpost rush, right? Like I think any of the three factions uh-huh. can be. And I think that in a way of completing a PvP quest, Bordy, Outpost Rush will just reward a certain amount of influence. It won't be a, like a zone control thing. You will just like, you know, you're, by competing in Outpost Rush, you're gaining influence for your terror, for your, um, you know, uh, faction. So it probably may be, what, 10, 20 times better than a PvP quest? I think that would suffice, dude, and allow people to compete yeah. in any time they want to. 
That that would be the perfect solution, I think. And that's what I meant by by tying it into the faction system somehow. I didn't mean right. like you win the territory because that's that's obviously that's obviously tied to sieges, and that's how it should. No, I know, I know that's be. not what you meant. Yeah, but I think it's also possible that they break up the settlement into like these little mini outpost zones, right? And so then maybe your faction controls an outpost. Uh, oh, within the, within zone. the settlement. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and that I, that it could be a possibility. I guess we'll see uh, what happens there. But that is that is a possibility. There could be little outposts broken up across the settlement. That'd be pretty interesting if that was the case. <laughs> and if you if you were able to join in, so so let's say twenty v twenty. If there's ten marauders on a team, ten syndicate on a team, and they're, they they make up one team, right? And then on the other team, there is twenty. Uh, covenant on the other team, right? Mm -hmm. So then, so then, whatever. So then, if if the team that has the ten marauders and ten syndicate on the team wins, then their influence uh, for the territory would go up some, and then the covenants would go down based on how many people participate in your win. Uh, and sure, whoever wins, I right? think probably so, you still have to. Maybe not though. I think you still have to have twenty people from the same faction sign up. Uh, I just don't no. think it's going to be. I think it's just the first two factions that get twenty people, possibly. Yeah, but you don't in sieges. You can be you can be a syndicate and sign up for a Marauder true. versus Covenant. Siege. Big so true, I don't know. dude. Yeah, I mean, mm. so it'll be interesting to see how it works. But I think that would be fine though, because if you most of the time you're not going to have ten on, you probably wouldn't have even numbers, right? So you could have fifteen syndicate, yeah. five Marauders Maybe. on one team. And then 20 Covenant on one team. And then if the 15 Syndicate and Fiber Marauders win, then the Syndicate bar gets pushed a little further over. You know sure, I mean? that's interesting, though, because then it becomes a less impactful activity. It does. Yeah. It does. We'll see, or maybe man. you're just fighting for one team. Like in the Sieges, whenever you sign up and you're not a part of the war, if you're an outlier but you sign up for the war anyway, uh, you're basically fighting for one of the other factions. So maybe that's how it'd be an outpost rush, too. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, dude. Yeah. It's interesting. I think that's the yeah, one. That's know, the man. one activity that they announced that there's a lot up in the air still. Is outpost rush? Yeah, you know, we kind of know what to expect with the new zone and then dungeons or expeditions. But uh, yeah, that one's an interesting one to talk about for sure. All right, man. Yeah. Well, that about does it for all the information. You got any anything you want to add before we tie this bad boy up? That's it, man. I think I think that's about it. All right. So why don't we hop over to the company of the week? And it is the Hellfire. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you go, dude. No, you. Sorry. <laughs> are you gonna do it this week? No, nope, I'm not. I, no, I was just gonna say the name. I was gonna say uh, yeah, the okay. name, but that's your thing. You do it. I mean, it can be yours this week if uh, you want. It. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. The Hellfire Coalition, man, they're a streamer-friendly company. I think that's pretty interesting that they have that in the title. I like that a lot. So if you're a streamer and you're looking for a company to be a part of, Hellfire Coalition may fit the bill for you. So they say they are a NA region faction undecided. English-speaking focus is PvE. Size is 11 to 25. They are currently recruiting. So it sounds like they're kind of a smaller, a smaller company. Smaller now, dude. But smaller this, now yeah true but after the shout out yeah they're about to get blown up so hellfire mm. coalition streamer friendly it says they are an active company with a mix of casual slash competitive they're focused to support all their members that create content videos streams etc that's awesome dude they require a str are they 
They require a streamer safe environment and members should assume a stream is live at all times while you're playing or in voice. That's I like that. That's dope. The company has been formed for many types of players that enjoy and work as a team, a place where they can enjoy all aspects of the game at their pace while still having an opportunity to get involved in in-game content and group shenanigans. And members are not required to be a content creator uh, or required to communicate through voice. But if you are a part of it, you have to understand that there are a lot of other content creators in the company. That's pretty cool, man. I like that. And then there's a, a few other rules, a few other expectations there listed, but I'll let you guys read through those. I'll make sure I link all this in all of the descriptions below in YouTube and on, on the podcast platforms. But, uh, I, dude, I like it. Hellfire Coalition, streamer-friendly uh, streamer friendly company there. Stop. Yes, sir. If you're interested in joining a company uh, and you're a content creator, this is definitely one to consider. Also, if you have your own company and you want to promote it, uh, go over to newworldfans.com and sign up there. Uh, sign up for an account. You can promote your uh, company right there on the page, brother. It's There's a, literally a section devoted to people's companies, and, and we have tons. I mean, I can't remember what the number is, but hundreds of, of companies so far. Uh, yeah, there's a uh, lot if, of If them. you're interested in joining one, just fish through there, man. I mean, literally, I can't imagine you finding a company that you wouldn't want to join with all the different varieties that are there. Um, yeah, for sure. So There's a bunch of them there. All right, well, dude, New World, it's hype, boy. It's, it's, dude, we're on the way there. Six months or less until we play New World again. The beta uh, is in July, less than six months away. I'm extremely excited, man. So happy to have had this information in front of us and all these uh, different interesting activities that they're adding to the game. Um, it's a great time to be uh, covering New World, brother. And uh, guys, uh, again, if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, do that. Go to our Twitter, follow the Twitter account. We we announce all of our uh, content there. All of we're going to be announcing New World fans updates, uh, which we have some big ones coming soon uh, prior to launch. So so hang tight there. And then uh, yeah, all of our content. If you follow the Studio Loot uh, Twitter account, that's the one that's active. That's the one that's putting out all the the announcements and everything like that. So anything else, Bordy, before we close? I think that's it, man. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate it so much. Thank you. You have now survived three delays of New World, and we have two. Uh, so, uh, you know, you guys are the true OGs. One day when we look down the line, Bordy, and we see these people that have been downloading and listening to this podcast uh, for this year or however long. I mean, it's been over a year now. We're on episode 55. They're the ones that, that, that can claim, you know, I was there. I was there. Yeah. My podcast. Yeah. yeah. All that nonsense. Or not nonsense. We appreciate it. We appreciate your guys' support. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, dude, watch your mouth. <laughs> I don't man. know what I'm talking I just I say no. I like nonsense and poppycock. I say it no matter what. Uh, you know, if it's good, I don't know why I, I have um, a disorder of some sort, I guess. And uh, that's going to be... Well, let's just end on that note. That, uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for watching and listening. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you on another episode of New World to Go.